Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. (laughs) And welcome back to episode three during quarantine. How are you doing, Jewel? I'm doing good still, honestly. <laughs> Me too. So for anybody who is just joining us or has is new to this week's episodes, Julie and I are obviously doing this remotely, both in our own individual homes. We can't see each other right now. We found that the best acoustics come from the floor of my mom's closet, and in Julie's case, her basement. And <laughs> we recognize the audio isn't as our normal quality, but we are doing the best we can, right? Correct. We're powering through here. Yeah, we're powering through. Um, I know, again, this is a really scary time. We hope to provide some sort of lighthearted escape. And I would say that's our goal, right, Julie? Just get people's mind off of it for an hour. Yeah, something to do. Yeah. Something for the girls, something for the summertime. (laughs) So typically we do two episodes a week. And we were really pushing to do a third episode this week because we found that people are hungrier for content than ever. And last week we posted a sticker asking like what people want us to talk about in the bonus shows. And the number one piece of feedback we get is people want a full TikTok deep dive. So if you know anything about us, we are like into, we are so deep in TikTok. Not that we do them ourselves, but like as spectators, we couldn't go harder, right? Scarily deep into TikTok. But the reason that I think we are the perfect people to do this is because we can remove ourselves, like we can take ourselves out of that lens and really explain it as like a TikTok's guide for beginners. I, Julie, I'm going to explain this and tell me if you think this is, makes sense, like if this reflects what we were talking about last night, okay? Okay. Okay, so there are the people that are super in TikTok and want to follow more. They want an episode kind of like on the drama. I get that and we can do that. But this episode is more so 
consider it like TikTok for beginners. It's kind of like when we first started out, I remember going on the app and being like, what is going on? How does this work? And I wished that I had a podcast like this that explained it in really simple terms, gave me some background and just helped me kind of get a better sense. So that is what this is, right? Right. And I think that especially if you're not on TikTok because you're either trying to avoid it because you know it will just like suck up all of your time or you just don't get it. Like, I think that it's one of those things that we say, you know, we say this about the Kardashians, that whether you like it or not, you've absorbed them in some way. I think it's the same thing with TikTok. Like whether you like it or not, it's come into your orbit in some way. And I think that for people who have absorbed it in that way without actually being on it, it's even more confusing. Right. So if you, I totally agree. So if you're looking for some sort of explanation, which there are so many people in our DMs that are, we are here to give it to you. We're going to do our best, walk you through it, give you some background. I also just want to make the the clarification that like, there's no such thing, just because we love TikTok, we don't love Instagram any less. To us, they are two completely separate platforms for two totally separate reasons. And the two absolutely can and should coexist. So I don't know. And Instagram I just, did not pay us to say that. <laughs> you know, Instagram obviously did not pay us to say that, but a lot of our business exists on Instagram. So like, don't stop, t- don't stop following us on Instagram. <laughs> no, I mean, they're two totally different places. Yeah. And I think the two just like complement each other. Actually, I don't view them in competition as so many other people do. No, I don't either. Um, okay, here we go. Let's start First of all, everybody buckle up because I know for some of you, this is going to be so confusing, but we're going to try to make it as simple as possible. So let's go back to what is TikTok. And the way that it's described is as a video sharing social networking service. I think that the way that it was launched is kind of interesting to understand. So the app was launched in 2017 by this Chinese developer, ByteDance. And initially it was launched in 2016 called Douyin, and it was launched in China um, to kind of comply with Chinese censorship restrictions. So to this day in China, TikTok is Douyin. In 2017, that company launched TikTok, and that was launched for markets outside of China. Correct. And TikTok and Douyin both use the same software. So when you get, like when somebody's talking about the Chinese statistics of TikTok in China and the usership, it's still, they're considering it TikTok, but it's just called Douyin there. Right. So the important thing to note is that TikTok is basically um, the second iteration of Musical.ly. And Musical.ly, I, you know, Julie and I never really used it, but it was an app that was very similar to TikTok in a lot of ways. And that was launched in 2014 by Alex Zhu and Liu Yuzhang, who are two Chinese entrepreneurs. So that existed on its own, right, for three years. In November 2017, TikTok bought Musical.ly for a billion dollars, or not TikTok, technically ByteDance, which is the developer, bought Musical.ly for a billion dollars. The next year, in August 2018, TikTok then absorbed Musical.ly, and all Musical.ly accounts automatically migrated to TikTok. So it was a very kind of seamless integration for them, right? Correct. So when you're, if you're somebody who's on TikTok and you see a lot of people who are kind of the big users who are posting, they'll sometimes post throwback videos or duet videos of themselves and they look so young and you're like, wait a second, how is it possible that you are 16 or 15 in this video and you're 20 now and the app hasn't been around that long? That's because they're able to take all of their, I believe, followers and their videos from when it was musically. 
Right. The content is similar, but a little bit different. So just to give you kind of some of the logistics of how the app works, basically you can create videos that are between three and 60 seconds. And the ones that are like three to 15 seconds are lip syncing videos. You see a lot of kind of short um, dances. The longer ones are typically, not always, but typically more comedic, um, more conversational, right? Right. Like skit based. Skit based. And again, this is like a a kind of big generalization because there's no way to really put it in concrete terms. Um, The thing on TikTok that I want to explain because it's so different than any other app is that, and really it doesn't make full sense until you go on the app and see, but what you'll start to learn as you really start to download and and you scroll through your For You page, which is basically the hub of the content TikTok is going to show you. And based on what you like, based on what you view, the algorithm kind of adjusts to your interests, right? Correct. So it's different than Instagram in the sense that on your Instagram newsfeed, you are only seeing things from accounts that you follow. Hypothetically speaking, if you were scrolling through your Explore page, you would have more of a similar experience as TikTok's um, For You page, but people don't operate on Instagram that way, I feel like. Right, because the thing with TikTok that's different from Instagram is that Typically on Instagram, if you want to absorb somebody's content, you follow them, right? Like you, they've come into your orbit in some way, shape or form. They're either a person that you know or an account that's big. The thing with TikTok is that people will have one offshoot video that goes viral and the rest of their content doesn't. So it's like they kind of do it based on, for the most part, based on the video that's viral and not based on the person, if that makes sense. No, it makes- when you're scrolling through your for you page, you want to see all of these random things because you wouldn't see them otherwise. When you're on your explorer page on Instagram, sometimes you want to see them, but it's not really what you're there for. Right. Exactly. The other thing is that, you know, a viral video, like Julie said, doesn't equate to a lot of followers. So you may have a video that gets 5 million views and you go to the person's profile and they have a thousand followers. That is very common. It's not, people aren't as invested and again, this is a generalization, they are in certain cases, but they aren't as invested in the person a lot of times as they are in the one offshoot video. There's a whole genre of, of like, you know, TikTok influencers, which we'll get into, but I'm speaking from a general terms, right? Right. A lot of people, the way I would equate it, honestly, is like, if you came up with your own meme that went viral on Instagram, but no, like, but your account stayed the same. Right, exactly. Perfect way to put it. So the other thing that's really different um, with TikTok than a lot of other platforms is that sounds are kind of the heart of this entire app. So what happens is someone makes a video, either they find a part of a song, they find a clip, they find something that is funny for lip syncing, something that's funny, you know, good to make a dance to. And if that goes viral, right, if their video goes viral, that sound goes viral. So you now have a list of trending sounds, whether that's music, whether that's random audio, whether that's someone's video that the audio from their video just happened to be funny and happened to be something that people wanted to make videos of. So what you see is you see these different kinds of sound trending, and that's what dictates what content people are making. Right. Right. Something that's also really interesting um, when it has to do with the sounds is that you know, there are a lot of different like skit sounds that people use from TV shows. Like people use Courtney Kardashian audio all the time. And that makes up for a huge percentage is people like doing different voices and skits. But a huge part of it is the dances and the songs that people dance to. And 
like record companies and places that are doing music are noticing these huge spikes in their artists when their sound goes viral on TikTok. So the best thing that can happen to an artist right now is for their sound to go viral on TikTok. So when Yummy came out and you saw Justin Bieber trying to make it a thing on TikTok, that's because of the spike that happens when people's sounds go viral. Think about all the songs we know, like Renegade, like Roxanne, like all of those songs are because they went viral on TikTok that then made their way into our orbit because they became so highly streamed. Exactly. It is the, if you are an artist today, it is the absolute best thing for you, for your song to go viral on TikTok because it, it automatically, I mean, I saw this one video from this guy. He put out his song in, I think, 2009. It kind of did, you know, did, did fine. He, he, he's not, he's not very famous. He was kind of like an independent artist. Recently, his song got picked up been using a lot. And he said his, his, um, song downloads have spiked like triple the times that they ever did in the last 11 years, because that's what happens. Right. I think the funniest example of this is that the, one of the main, like one of the big dances on TikTok is Kesha's song cannibal. And first of all, I don't even think when that song was released, when it was, it was released as a solo track, which is like just so funny. But everyone's whole thing is like, do you think if you told Kesha that the, her song that would go viral on TikTok would be Cannibal and not TikTok that she would believe you? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> That's so funny, Julie. Like, why is TikTok not viral on TikTok? That's so funny because maybe it's just not good for dancing. I mean, the, you know, the thing is like, Roddy Rich and DaBaby and Doja Cat, just to name a few, are some artists where like, they're, I'm not saying they're not blowing up anyway, but like you think of them, if you're our generation, you think of TikTok immediately because there's nobody that's big on TikTok that isn't doing a dance to one of those songs. Right. I also I also want to say that's why you see a lot of musicians like, you know, Tyga, for example. You're randomly scrolling your your for you page and you see Tyga doing a video with some TikTok influencers, and it's like he's not stupid. He's doing it to his track. I'm sure that was um, put into place by his record label. You know what I mean? Right. And Tyga is an interesting example because Tyga is somebody who does incredibly well on TikTok. Where yeah. Radio stations aren't so readily playing TikTok, but when Tyga releases a song like a, of recent, it's gotten really, it's like gotten really well reception on TikTok. It's so true. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found AstroPro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So AstroPro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. AstroPro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astropro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astropro and go. Use directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.
I want to talk for a second. I'm going a little bit off of our outline just for one second because I want to touch on the celebrity aspect of TikTok and then I'll get back into explaining to you guys a little more. But, you know, the if you are a, a user of the general public that uses TikTok, the general sentiment is, oh, celebrities get off of here, right? That's what you see a lot. If you go to celebrities' comments on TikTok, a lot of it is like, please just let us have this space. This is kind of like our free-for-all. We don't want you bringing in your promotional bullshit here. Like, let us have our thing. Right. And I understand that, but especially when it's really contrived, listen, you know, we love Kylie Jenner just as much as the next guy and probably way more. We are big-time Kylie enthusiasts, but like, and she nails Instagram. She gets, she hasn't nailed TikTok yet. What she's doing on TikTok is, you know, posting some of her promotional content, reposting Instagram stories. And that doesn't, people aren't, don't receive that well. But if you look at some celebrities that are doing it well, you know, Joe Jonas is an example. He does it well. He plays the game. He does funny lip syncing things with Sophie Turner. He has kind of been like accepted by the TikTok community. Same thing with Jessica Alba, with Ashley Tisdale, um, Jason Derulo, obviously David Dobrik, Courtney Cox, you know, uh, Chance and LeBron James's son, Bronny. Like they're a very small group of celebrities that people don't feel like they're infringing on their personal space. Well, I think what it is, is that I think that people on TikTok have a very, um, for being such a general app and for having so much different content, I think people have a really specific view of what TikTok should be. And I think that because the app is so new, the people who are on it and the people who are active on it feel like they kind of pave the way for what TikTok should be. So if you're mm-hmm. a celebrity and you come on and you're kind of doing this like very contrived, very like typical things on TikTok, people don't want you there. You're not adding any benefit. But if you're somebody that is a celebrity who can do TikTok the way that people on TikTok are doing TikTok, then they respect it. It's like, thank you for understanding what we've built. Exactly. It's like Cara Delevingne, like there's this thing, there's this term on TikTok you'll see called like the vibe check. So people are like, pass the vibe check. Like there are certain celebrities that quote, pass the vibe check. I sound like such a fucking- You literally, I can't even- but that's true. I mean, people are going to see that in the comments and not know what it means. That's that's what they that's what I people know, are. But it just there are certain things that sound so funny coming out of your mouth. I know. Look, I um, if I said pass the vibe check, it would be a whole different ballgame than if you said it. It it would be. Uh, no, undoubtedly, I don't even debate that. So, okay, in terms of who's using TikTok, they have five hundred million active users. It ranks ninth in social media sites, and according to their statistics. 30 million of the active users monthly are in the U.S. Um, The biggest age group is between uh, 13 and 26 years old. So 42% is 18 to 24-year-olds and 27% is 13 to 17-year-olds. If you do a quick scroll, not knowing any of those in the back of your head, I think you would your immediate reaction would be think that the skew is lower, like uh, younger. Like you would think that the higher percentage is maybe like 17 year olds, but it's actually the highest is between 18 and 24. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Same thing, you know, India, India was had a brief ban for a little while last year and they now, you know, they're back and they have 323 app installations just last year, which is 44% of TikTok's entire global installations, which is insane. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, Douyin, which as we said was the Chinese version, has 400 million daily active users. It's it's just, it's it's like, I don't know. When I say, when I talk about it out loud, because I feel so in it, I'm like, wow, this is huge. You know? <laughs> it's funny though. Like I was at Pilates a couple weeks ago and um, my trainer was telling me, 
how, because to a lot of people, even though it's so widely known, I think people still don't fully recognize like how big it is. And she's like, yeah, you know, I saw TikTok being mentioned on News 12 New Jersey. That must have been a big shout out for them. <laughs> and I was like, thinking, like still the funniest thing ever. No, it's so, because I understand that. Like, I understand thinking, you know, of, of the, you know, that generation thinking like, wow, this little app that could make it, like the little engine that could, it's, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so funny. Yeah. There's 1.5 billion downloads, which is the seventh most downloaded app of the 2010s. Um, it's, this is a really interesting statistic. It jumped from 269 to number four in global app downloads for February, 2009. So as you know, in this past year, it's maintained itself in over the top 20, but that's wild. You know, what's really crazy. Like, especially as you're giving me the statistics, the app has a really unique ability, I think, to feel very small. Yes. Like you're so maybe and maybe it's because, you know, like you get certain content based on where you live. Like if you're in China, you're obviously getting different content. If you're in India, you're probably getting different content. But there's something about the content that we're getting that makes the app seem so small because it seems like we all know the same things. Like we all see the same videos. We all know the same inside jokes. We all say the same sounds and it makes the app for something that has so many users, billions of users feel like it's your own little club. Julie, I am that literally. Yes. That is exactly how I feel. No, seriously. That's exactly how I feel. That's like when we feel. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. See, there's so fucking many jokes from it. But that, you want to know what the, the same exact feeling that I just felt as you were talking? It's kind of like when you first started watching um, David Dobrik on you know, YouTube, right? And now you, like, all, for those of us that did, we feel like we were the OGs. And then you see him on like Fallon and you still feel like you and your little community is like rooting for that little YouTube star, David Dobrik, even though he's like an A-list celebrity. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? It's a very similar kind of thing. So- in terms of like some of the big stars on TikTok, you know, a lot of this is just dependent on what you're interested in. But from, if we're speaking like strictly analytics, the most followed person on TikTok as of today, which is March 18th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is Lauren Gray. She has 40.7 million followers. She was um, big on Musical.ly and she now, of course, has, you know, a lot of followers here. But to put this in perspective, okay, she started on Musical.ly around 2015, let's say. Charlie D'Amelio has 38 million followers right now. For context, when we did our Patreon episode about TikTok in November, 2019, she was at 7 million. And when we did it, Lauren Gray was at, um, was at 35 million. So Charlie's growth rate is literally astronomical. No, it's, it's astronomical. It's like another, is it Lauren, not Lauren? I don't know. Well, it's spelt Lauren. I don't know if it's Lauren or Lauren. I could be wrong. I think it's Lauren. I don't know. Um, Yeah, no, Charlie's growth rate is astronomical. If you've heard her name, let me just tell you who she is. Charlie is literally this 15-year-old girl from Connecticut. You're as average as it gets. She, you know, was just in in high school, was, has always been a, you know, a dancer and she started posting TikToks and they literally just went viral. And it was the exact definition of like overnight fame. She's grown, I mean, what, 30 million followers in four months? It's unbelievable. It's really, she, yes. And it's, it's really, if you follow her and you like 
are up to date with her videos, you'll notice that every single week she is posting a new thank you for X million followers video. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. She is, if you've like heard her name and you don't know anything about her, she's been doing her rounds. She was on live with Kelly and Ryan last week. She was on, you know, Fallon. She was danced with JLo um, during JLo's Super Bowl warm up. She was at the NBA All Star game. She was in a Super Bowl commercial for Sabra Hummus. Like, I would say out of anyone, and there are a lot of people, we're just signaling her out because she is the face of TikTok at the moment. Like, her story is unfucking believable. Yeah. I mean, she's really like, it, it doesn't typically happen like this. Like the point of TikTok, I think, in my opinion, when it first started or first created, people were on it. I don't think that the point of TikTok was to get TikTok famous. It was for your video to go viral or for your thing to be really funny. But it wasn't really to spark a career. That was just like an added bonus if that happened to you. And I think Charlie is the prime example of like, I was just on here doing what everyone else was doing. And for some reason it clicked for me and it's expanded so much beyond what anybody expected. Yeah. I mean, the the other thing with her is that like her, both of her parents are super involved. So like her parents have their own followings. Her sister Dixie has blown up from this. And like, I'm speaking, I'm, we're big fans of them, but I'm talking totally objectively. Like Charlie is an excellent dancer. TikTok aside, she happens to have a real talent. Dixie has no talent like from singing dancing etc she's great I, I really like her but like that's a perfect example of someone who blew up just because of the circumstance Dixie didn't blow up because of her TikTok talent she's has a good personality she's fun but she blew up because of Charlie's influence right but but Dixie can stand alone now yeah totally can stand alone totally yeah so I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. I'm sure if you've heard of TikTok at all, you've heard of the Renegade. And it's really important that we acknowledge where this came from. So the Renegade's original dance was created by this 14-year-old's African-American girl named Jaliah Harmon. And she originally posted her dance on uh, this other app. It's called Foonie Made. It's kind of similar to TikTok. And she posted it on Instagram, September, 2019. So a month later, the dance makes its way to TikTok through other creators. It kind of goes viral and people were doing the dance, but they were never giving her credit. And in an, in an interview with the New York Times, she said, quote, 
I think I could have gotten money for it, promos for it. I could have gotten famous off of it, get noticed. I don't think any of that stuff has happened for me because no one knows I made the dance. And that was like a really, when she finally, you know, it was finally revealed that it was her who did it. It was such a moment of like, give this girl the credit that she deserves. Absolutely. People have been, I'm not saying getting famous off of her dance, but the dance has been getting famous and people have been profiting off of the views that they've gotten from it. And she, she was totally lost in the entire equation. Um, and it was kind of a bigger statement as to how, you know, a lot of the times black culture, which is the root of a lot of these things is lost in the process. And her being able to share her story with the times, her going on and she performed it at the NBA uh, all-star game, similar to how Charlie and Dixie were there. It was like such a moment where she got the recognition that she deserved. Right. Absolutely. It was, it, yeah. it was like a real, it was a very important moment, I think. It was, it was a very, it was like a very culturally relevant moment. Absolutely. So if you, you know, have heard something about these quote houses, the hype house, the sway house, whatever, you have no idea what it means. We're going to walk you through what those are, right? Correct. Also, Julie, is this like literally our dream come true? It's my favorite episode we've ever done. <laughs> my favorite episode we've done, ever done. I literally can't believe we get to do this. I know. So, Okay. Let me tell you, let me give you the best background that I can, which is if you at all are familiar with YouTube, you may know Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and you may know of Team 10. Team 10 is basically this house, this group that Jake Paul has built, which is a group of content creators that work together to create content. And he basically gets a cut of any sort of the profit that they made from their content. And he acts as their manager, right? Correct. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he's the one that started it, but like, I think he was one of the first people that made us like aware of this idea that these 20 something year old millionaires can get mansions and just have a bunch of kids live in them. And it's like a totally normal thing, like quote, normal thing. Yeah. I like, I certainly had never heard of it before him, but I guess also David Dobrik, like not in the same way, not in the same collaboration, but I guess David Dobrik's kind of doing the same thing. Kind of, but they're not all living together. Like, it's different. But a lot of them do. That's like, especially at the beginning. But it wasn't for the same purpose as Jake Paul had. But like, I guess if you don't know Jake Paul, the best way to compare it is like the vlog squad. If they all lived together and there was like a huge collaboration and like managing project going on within the vlog squad house. Right. I mean, Jake Paul's was more of a overt monetary... um, like a monetary mission. Whereas obviously David makes a shit ton of money, but he never came out. It was like, by the way, I manage all of these people and I take this percentage of cut and they have to bump out this amount of content. You know, it's more kind of like behind the scenes. Right. So a lot of these houses also started with TikTok and the most famous one is the Hype House. It has roughly 19 members. It's constantly changing. There's this really good article um, in the time from January that's called Hype House in the Los Angeles TikTok Mansion Gold Rush. And I recommend reading that, but it basically explains how this came to be and how one of the old members of Team 10 collaborated with a rising content creator called named Chase Hudson and this uh, girl, Daisy Keach. And together, they basically created this house and they found the content creators that they wanted to live in it. They found people, they, they're kind of op- operated as like talent scouts. They find people that they think have a really good trajectory on TikTok and they bring them together and they basically to simplify it as much as possible, all live in this house together. 
They apparently don't get a cut of what everybody does, but you have to churn out a certain amount of content to get your views up, to get your viability up, and to get your endorsements up to be able to live in this house, right? Correct. So it's kind of become a hub of TikTok because there are some people that live there and there are other people that just go there to create the content, but like it has become synonymous with the, you know, 18 year old, roughly age groups on TikTok. I would say that for people who are on TikTok or want to know TikTok, they basically understand it up until a point where you introduce the hype house and then they're lost. They're like, okay, what is this now? Like, why are they so relevant? Why are they so important? Why are like, why are a bunch of 18 year olds living in a house making TikTok videos together? Yeah, exactly. And like, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you about that. (laughs) We don't know either. Like, it doesn't like exactly make sense. But I think just like, if I feel like if you throw the logistics out, like you ignore the fact that like it literally, how do they pay for this house? Where are their parents? What does their school work like? Like if you ignore all of those other variables, you can enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And you also, then you, then you start to get, you know, like I said, this is not going to be one of those episodes where we go in depth, like about our thoughts on all these people. We can do that and maybe we'll take five minutes to do it. But like, I recognize most of you listening have no idea who these people are, but like, what happened from that is that other people started to do the same thing. So there was this house, the Sway House, Sway LA. And basically it's a bunch of roughly 18 year old boys that live together and do the exact same thing, just in different houses. And they're not necessarily in competition with each other, but they coexist. There are a bunch of other ones. There's ones in New York popping up. Um, you know, it's, it's become a thing now for these content creators to have these mansions as hubs where they live in. And it's so bizarre because it's so like not anything that our normal 18 year old selves could have thought of, but it's happening and it's happening rapidly. Right. And I think that it, it gets a little confusing because when you get into the houses, that's when the drama starts to come out. So when you're on TikTok, a lot of the times what happens, like when you're going through your, your for you page, you basically get a lot of content that isn't explained to you. Like it's very out of context. So like when you see things about like Charlie D'Amelio and Chase Hut- Hudson, Lil Huddy dating, but you have no background on that, it starts to get confusing. When you get things about like the Sway, Sway LA and the Hype House fighting or the beef between them and you have no context and you're just getting it on your For You page, it gets a little confusing. So that's when TikTok becomes kind of its own world where it's like, okay, I have to have sometimes some level of understanding beyond just what my For You page is giving me in order to really understand this if you wanted to. Right, and that's literally what Julie just said is the reason that we created comments by TikTok because there is a group, there's some people that don't give a shit. They don't want anything to know about the drama. They want to exist on TikTok and be entertained and forget about it. And if that's you, I totally feel that. If you're like us and you kind of care, you want a comments by TikTok where we post the drama going on and the comments going on and the interactions just like we do on the main page because there's that whole world. Like the thing about TikTok, I, I, I literally feel like a paid spokesperson is you can make it whatever you want. If you want it to be, you want to go there just for pure humor and entertaining content, you have that. If you want to treat it like a reality show when you want to dive into the drama, you can do that too. You can do literally whatever you want. Yeah, it's funny. Like I feel like, with Instagram, like there are so many people who have gotten famous because of Instagram, like influencers, different comedians, but there's not really Instagram drama. Like you never see two Instagram people fighting or you never notice when they start dating really. It just seems like a very natural progression if that happens or it's like celebrities dating. 
But when it happens on TikTok, it's like you're looking at these high school or college friend groups and it's almost like you're an outsider looking in, but you feel very involved. Really good way to put it. Really good way to put it. And I under, like, just to clarify, obviously there's drama that goes on in Instagram, but I guess TikTok is more like, um, it's considered more of its own like little bubble, if that makes sense. You know, like if the drop, like I don't feel like Instagram drama is referred to as Instagram drama. It's like, oh, there's some drama with influencers. Whereas if it's TikTok drama, it's TikTok drama. Right. And the thing with TikTok drama is like, it's like you almost, it's always like one, not really always, but for the most part, what you're paying attention to is this group of teenagers, which is the Hype House and Sway LA. And those are the people that, when you're on your For You page that you're seeing drama about and you're seeing issues or, or hookups or like friendships with, those are the people you're getting the most. So it's kind of this confusing moment of like, okay, I get all of this, but why is it just them that is making this kind of wave in TikTok? And it's confusing. It's confusing for us. There's no really rhyme or reason to it. It's just kind of the progression of the app. Yeah, it's not, it's not, Exactly. I mean, like, for example, you know, what, what's really crazy is that Playlist Live was a couple of weeks ago, which is this giant, you know, like live festival where people can meet their favorite, favorite content creators, et cetera. And like what happens after that, a trend is, this is just an example to show you the progression of how things happen. Like the trend of people coming home, the fans coming home and doing a video rating rating the content creators that I made a TikTok live, uh, playlist live and they go through and they rate like who was the nicest, who was the funniest, who was the best to talk to. So it's like, it exists it's within its own world. It's very, very, very bizarre. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it is definitely uncharted territory in terms of what you're seeing and what you're watching. Because I think that when you're watching, it's almost like it's a reality show, but you get six seconds of it at a time. But like, there's also no cap on how many six seconds or 15 seconds or 60 seconds you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the thing is like, if you're someone that's just starting out, you don't really care about the drama. You just want the the good accounts to follow. What we're going to do is in the description, in this podcast description, we're going to put in some of our favorite handles that aren't like hype housey people that are just like fun content creators. The one that I have to shout out personally is H-E-Y-B-E-R-G Hayberg. He is this guy that does politician impressions. It is so good. Your parents will fucking love this. He does this series where he does like Trump, Bernie, and Obama go on a road trip. This guy is a genius. I, if you, by the way, here I am making a PSA. <laughs> if you go, no, Julie, I want to see if I'm doing a social experiment right now. Let's yeah, see if this actually works. All right. If you go on TikTok, you see his content and you like it, comment on his thing and tell him found you from comments by celebs. I want to see the, if there's the amount of people and I want to, I mean, we could reach out to him on our own, but I kind of am curious to see what happens with that because I have, when I tell you I have sent his videos to everyone, I think this guy is hilarious. He does the most amazing impressions. No, he is. I mean, he is so unbelievably talented and he's definitely like gotten a lot of, of um, recognition for it, but it's one of those things where I really, I see him on SNL I can't even explain to you. Like, you know, when Beck Bennett was doing the AT&T commercials and that's how they found him and he became an SNL cast member. That's what I see for this guy. That's what I see. But that's what I'm saying, Julie. Like, what's crazy to me is that how can he exist and he hasn't been picked up yet? Like, there's a lot of people on here where it's like, we feel like we're scouting this early talent. And if you were, if you were in comedy, if you were, I'm telling you, listen to us, this guy is going places. He's so, so good. So is, um, we posted Keats did it a couple of days ago. K-E-A-T-S did it. His, his, 
his uh, Girl Scout cookies video, hilarious. Like some of these people are so fucking funny. Well, that's the thing about the app is that like people are so funny and so creative and it goes so much more beyond from what we saw on like what we see on Instagram, what we see on tweet on Twitter, because like, listen, realistically, I love both those apps, but how long does it take to come up with a meme? Like realistically, but on TikTok, what you're seeing is people acting out, putting on different like outfits, like they go all out for it. And it's just a level of commitment that I've never seen. I totally agree with you. There's also, um, I'm going to put, again, I'm going to put these in the description. I don't want you to feel like you have to write them down, but Andrea Lopez comedy, she does a really good, um, voiceovers for, I mean, impressions of the Kardashians. There's a lot of really good people. We'll put you on. I just, I guess the whole way that I'm trying to explain this to you is that TikTok is a, it's, it's not going to be, you're not going to get what you get from Instagram. It's totally different. But if you want to go on and for 20 minutes, you want to be purely entertained for every single minute that that's the app. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the content is endless and it's one of those things where it's really, like we always talk about the sense of camaraderie that you get from like from like the internet during times, like especially Corona right now. Like there is no more sense of camaraderie between Instagram, Twitter, TikTok than you're getting right now. So there, the amount of content that's out there to keep you entertained and to keep you not only informed, but feel like you're part of this community, like all of those apps, but especially TikTok is the most prime example of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comms by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. 
And I got originally from them the Fry family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic nonstick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com, promo code CBC. Do you think this was um, informative enough? Yeah, I think that, listen, here's the thing with the app. There's only so much that you can understand from TikTok from somebody else telling it to you. I think that if you get a beginner's guide and you just go in on your own with the knowledge that you've kind of gotten, then a lot of it is just up to you to explore on your own. Figure out what you like, figure out what videos are funny to you, figure out what content creators are funny to you, whether you like the lip sync videos, the dance videos, like a lot of it is just the balls in your court. There's only so much that can be explained to you. Yeah, you can make it your own. Like that's a big joke. It's like people say, oh, my for you page is a lot different than yours. Like it's what, it's the content you interact with is what you like. It's kind of your own little world. Go in and with it, have a fun time. Know that if you like a sound and you want to see more videos from that sound, you physically click on the sound and it takes you to all of the videos of that sound. If you really like a person, follow that person. Like there's so much that you can do to make it whatever you want it to be. It's kind of like the way that I feel about this guide is like, listen, if, what do I always say? Like if I give a man a fish, lead for the night. If I teach him how to fish, he'll never go hungry. That's how I feel. You need to learn for yourself. We can always, always say. What? Did you say what I always say? What I always say. Do you think that's a you and your dad saying? No, every, I know that everybody says it, but I'm saying we in our own life say that a lot. I'm just checking because, you know, sometimes you scare me. Julie, I obviously know that that is not just a me and my dad. Obviously, don't say obviously because there are things that you've said that your dad <laughs> said that I swear to God, guys, you would think that she was living under a couple. There was one time where she said she was like, "Did her dad say this?" and it was like, "Good morning." It was no, it was it was literally like sleep. No. Right, don't let the bed bugs bite. Did your dad say that? No, it was it was Emmy. It's six and one, half dozen the other. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I really, I would highly recommend going on scrolling. If you're interested, if you're not, then don't, but we've gotten this episode requested so much and I haven't heard anyone explain it like clearly. I also want to say we are absolutely not blind to the fact that there's a lot of controversy around TikTok because people feel that some content is being muted and that a lot of the times it's the algorithm works on a very superficial basis. So the quote, most attractive people are being seen. I can't tell you whether or not that's true. Like I don't have the knowledge, but I we totally recognize that that's in the news and that that's a thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. Like I I really wouldn't. I we have no control over um the app. Like the the guidelines I think are just totally different from them than a lot of others, so I don't know and obviously that would not that is not at all something we support or something that we condone or something that we think is um morally sound. But I feel like it would just be not truthful to rec- to not recognize it. Like those are there are reports about that. Yeah, it's it's by no means a perfect app, um, and I think there is, you know, when you have something like TikTok, I think that's so global. It, there's so many different uh, like opinions and different things going on with it that it's hard to control what we think. But I think for what we're using it for, for the idea of just like getting content for like finding new things, finding funny things, just something to laugh at. It's amazing for that. 
Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a lighthearted escape in a lot of ways. Um, I also just want to take one second to talk about to the people that ha- maybe are still listening to this, that, like actually are in on TikTok. I'm telling you guys, Addison, I know she's already blowing up. The way that Julie just scouted that guy for SNL, I scout Addison for big fucking things. I really, really do. She diff- not not comparing her to Charlie. They're different, even though people like uh, glue them as the same. But I think she is about to have a life of her own. I really, really do. Yeah, I so agree. I think that I think that a lot of them will. I think that this is going to be something like. First of all, like Vine was so huge in people getting discovered. Literally, look at Sean Mendez. There's no reason that people can't have that sort of success as a result of TikTok too. I totally agree. And some will die out, but I think some will really sustain that. And I think that it's going to be really interesting, especially to get in on this level and, and know these people before that happens. Like, I think that there is a lot of joy and a lot of fun in following somebody through their career and being like, wow, I watched them when they were on TikTok. It's the same as when I say, like, I watched Justin Bieber when he was on YouTube before Scooter Braun even knew his name. And I, that's why I feel so connected to him. Yeah, it, totally. It's like when we saw when when we saw uh, Charlie on the Super Bowl commercial. I literally had tears in my eyes. Have I ever met this girl? No. Although, if you're listening, we are dying to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there's literally nothing else you can do in quarantine. Can you please call in? We would do sick shit for that. But um, yeah, totally agree. What totally. else out there, kid? Anything else to say? I mean, Julie, when I tell you, I could talk about this for the rest of my life. But like, I feel like for. Do you, there's nothing else super important, right? Like I feel like in, for sake of being relatively concise, we should end, right? Yeah. My one last thing that I'll say about TikTok though that I think is a really funny part of it is that when you're on TikTok, you're going to start to discover when you're watching videos that like there's no reason that these things should be as funny as they are. Yes. Like yes. when you're reading a meme, you know why that shit's funny. When you're reading a tweet, you know why. There are certain things that people do on TikTok, like the girl with the with the lizard named Margot. I don't know why you're so funny, but the fact that somebody thought your lizard's name was Wells Fargo is still the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Julie, literally from your mouth to God's ears, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, well, again, like I said, we'll put in the description some funny people to follow. These are just people we like. Make it with it your own. Um, I think that is all for right now. We love you guys. I hope this was informative. This is our favorite thing to do. And if I hope the reason that I want everybody to literally the only reason that I, selfishly that I want everybody to like be engaged with the content is so that in our regular podcast, we can spend like five minutes each time talking about TikTok drama because I want to, but it still feels niche. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Of course, I want to talk about Josh and Nessa and Addison and Bryce and all this other stuff, but that's for another time. <laughs> Um, we love you guys. Stay safe. Really. I know how scary this is. We're trying to get everybody's minds off of it. Um, we're all in this together, which is at some, I think some form of a comforting thought. And, um, there's, I also want to shout out this account on Instagram, Gripless, G-R-I-P-L-E-S-S, really just like funny, good illustrations. He's also a really nice guy. The guy who, um, ran it, we just like met him over DM. So just a good follow. I know everybody's looking for good follows during this time. Um, and that's all. We'll continue to post watch lists, fun things. We want to make the content as fun so that you feel a little less bored and like you have people in this with you because we are quite literally all in this together. Right? Right, kiddo. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, 
I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.